There was never a president more prone to tragic irony than Abraham Lincoln. But this isn't his story. Mostly. Welcome to American Esoterica. If history class gives you the summer day, this is the cool glass of iced tea. The essential stuff in between, the personalities, events, and other ephemera that shape our history and culture. I'm Brian Powers. If there ever was someone who could have used the protection of the Secret Service, it was poor old Abraham Lincoln. Unfortunately for him, the unit wouldn't get to work officially protecting presidents until 1901 but there is a connection to him nonetheless. The Secret Service began work as a force on July 5, 1865, less than two months after Lincoln's assassination. If it seems like it's a response to Lincoln's death, and a reasonable one, that's only a coincidence. The Secret Service was never intended to provide protection for American presidents and other politicians. It was established to combat a major problem in the still young nation, counterfeiting. The United States only adopted an official federal currency in 1863 under the National Currency Act, largely in response to the messy web of state and local banks and all the various currencies they traded. Some states ran their own state currencies or highly regulated the banks within their borders, and some were more lax in their approach, leading to bank runs and financial failures. The idea was generally that a note circulated by a bank could be redeemed at the bank for its face value in precious metal. If a bank was less than stringent in maintaining that ratio of gold or silver to banknotes in circulation, it could create a panic if the public got wind of it and all rushed to redeem their notes all at once. This problem was exacerbated by the fact that banknotes were easy to counterfeit, diluting their value even further. There are estimates that up to one-third of all money in the United States by 1865 was fake. Although counterfeit notes and a patchwork approach to regulation were both serious problems that plagued the loose system of banking, the real problem is that there was no national cohesion. If you traveled from state to state, you had to convert your banknotes into the local currency. And not only was this an enormous pain in the butt, it cost you money every time you did it. You couldn't really have interstate commerce with competing forms of currency. Money talks, but at the time, it didn't all speak the same language. Also, the nation was at war, and it was a struggle to find a way to pay the soldiers and suppliers in a uniform way. But there were other benefits to a unified currency that would serve to strengthen the government's hand at a time when the long-term prognosis was bleak. So Congress and Lincoln decided to set up a national system of currency soon running into the same problem that had been plaguing the earlier currencies, counterfeiting, which had just been given a great boon in the fact that, instead of your fake money having a limited geographic radius in which it would be effective, you now had only one type of currency to copy, and it was accepted everywhere, just like a certain name brand credit card. Enter the Secret Service. Established by legislation as a department under the Treasury Department, its initial job was to root out counterfeiters. 
but this was soon expanded to include investigating all forms of fraud against the government. And the agency started investigating the KKK, bootleggers, smugglers, and more. By 1894, it was even informally protecting President Cleveland on a part-time basis. But it took another presidential assassination, that of McKinley in 1901, for Congress to look around and say, you know, maybe one or two presidential assassinations were a fluke, but uh, now that we've had a third in less than 40 years, we should probably do something about that. They made it official that year, and in 1902, the Secret Service began officially protecting the president. They did such a good job that, in 1906, Congress even decided to earmark funds to pay them for it. The agency's protective role grew. From just two agents on presidential detail in 1902, to protecting the president-elect in 1908, the president's family in 1913, and finally the vice president in 1951. Further expansions included more family members of those folks, candidates for high office and family, and visiting heads of state. Congress decided to help the agency out by making assassinating the president a federal crime in 1965. While I want to throw out a sarcastic, gee, great job to them on that, I have to remember that there hasn't been an actual successful attempt on the life of the president since. So who knows? Maybe it is a deterrent. The Secret Service really has been successful in preventing attempts on the life of the president. These have happened with an alarming bit of regularity. Presidents FDR, Truman, Ford, and Reagan all survived attempts on their life while under Secret Service protection. So, with their track record, it is a shame that the Secret Service wasn't in place and providing protection on April 14, 1865, the night that Lincoln was shot. But that would have been difficult for an agency that was ostensibly only, oh, about 12 hours old. That's right, the Secret Service, famed protector of American presidents, was signed into existence by Abraham Lincoln on the last day of his life. This has been American Esoterica. All sounds were made by me, Brian Powers. Did I get it wrong? Did I get it right? Just want to talk up your favorite cryptocurrency? Drop me a note. The address is yell at americanesoterica.com. Thank you for listening, and God bless America. <laughs>